0: Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. Now, if you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future content. Brother, before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you along to one of our free upcoming masterclasses. This is where I personally take men through our methodology, a specific step-by-step process, the system that we share here on the podcast that you hear about to help men reignite their marriages amplify their health, and boost their performance across all areas of their life. If you'd like to register and join us, simply head to risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass. Let's get into the show.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and of course, with me, we've got Ben Salkeld, the founder and director of Rising Kings. Ben, what's up, man? How are you? How are you, Ben? Well, brother. (laughs)
0: yeah it is man each week getting prepped for the question how are you man i'm going well (laughs) it's a big question (laughs) it is a big question it's a good opportunity for one to check in in with himself Man, life's good push it away making some progress like i always look with time with today's conversation man is like i always look for progress like that's my big key thing am i making progress Am I making progress in all the areas of my life that I desire to make progress in rather than getting caught up in, I'm not at that particular position yet, therefore I'm fucking frustrated and annoyed. I'm really looking at, yeah, I'm making progress. As you know, I had surgery back in February. I've just started to bicep curl with my left arm off the back of the surgery this week, five kilograms, mate. So we're on (laughs) a five kilogram bicep curl. I think the last time that would have been I probably would have been 13 so it's a good ego check, mate, to go back to the basics so that's yeah it's going well man like but you've got
1: approval from the doctor
0: yes I'm allowed to lift between two and five kilograms on that we have still got another I'd say eight to twelve weeks before we can start doing stuff with like the barbell work that I want to get into you know like clean and jerks overhead squats those sorts of things that we do in CrossFit that I really enjoy deadlifts etc. Chin ups, you know muscle ups, all those sorts of things. so I'm still a fair way away from that, but you know you go back and you know so I, I can look at this in two ways. I can go, man fuck you I'm so frustrated, I can't get the chin up bar, I can't do the things I want to do. I'm so pissed off and annoyed. or I go, well, man, think of where I was, you know back early February, what are we talking like nearly twelve weeks ago on the dot. I couldn't like I couldn't even straighten my arm, I couldn't even touch my ear you know it was the surgery was that intense. And it sort of brings me to, you know, what I wanted to share here is like, you know, one of the things that came up this past weekend from a couple of the guys at CrossFit, you know, come up to me and they're like, man, you know, so inspiring to see you in the gym. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? They're like, dude, like I've watched you come in one arm for the past, you know, eight weeks and you just go all in. Like you're just in there, you know, one arm on the fucking assault bike, you're doing one arm sit-ups, you're doing. One arm dumbbell cleans, you, you know, everything's one arm, obviously, because that's all I can do. But just watching the intensity I bring to each session. And what they're getting at is like, you know, anytime I'm injured or something hurts or whatever, like, you know, I kind of piss around, you know, I complain, I don't really show up, I don't really put in. And they said it's quite inspiring to watch someone you know, just come in and just give it their all with whatever they've got. And, you know, I took that on board, man. Like, I was like, yeah, I appreciate that. I'm grateful for it. And I think it's, you know, it's a testament to the work I've done on myself over many, many years to do that. Like, I've got to get out of the, you know, I check myself every morning to get out of the headspace of like you know, I can't do this. And I look at the training board for that day and, you know, 50% of the moves that are on there, I can't do. Again, I got two options. I sit there and take the piss and kind of have an average workout and just do the little things that I can. Or I go, all right, what can I substitute here and turn this into a challenging workout for me, even though it's, it's one arm and it's been
1: paying off. Like I've really enjoyed it. Well, that was the one thing that, you know, when you first told me about you know the surgery and how long it was going to be or Really, the first time you told me about the injury, I immediately thought the way most guys would think. And I think most guys would think, well, you know, crap, I'm in this situation. Instead of even attempting to go to CrossFit, you know, they're just going to stay at home. Like, what's the point of me going to CrossFit if I can't do the exercise that I want to do? If I can't, you know, and I think this goes beyond CrossFit. Like, I feel like a lot of guys you know, getting to a point where it's like, what's the point of me doing something if I can't go 100% it? So then therefore, I'm not going to do anything at all. And it's funny because a buddy of mine, when we went back to the States in December, a buddy of mine, he was kind of like in this situation where things aren't necessarily going the way that he wants to. And, you know, his solution for that is just to sort of in a way kind of give up. Like, well, if things aren't going necessarily my way, I'm going to give up. And or you know, I'm going to wait until things are perfect and things are right. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think most of us will get sort of caught up in this paralysis by analysis. And a lot of times too, I feel like, including myself, we get into a point where we're just unhappy with things because things aren't going necessarily the way that we want to. And, you know, they're not there yet. And, you know, instead of kind of dealing with the cards that we've been dealt with, I'm just going to kind of piss around and, and walk around angry. And, you know, for me. Comparing my life to the States and comparing my life here to the Philippines, I feel like people here who don't necessarily have, you know, the all of the materialistic things that's available to them seem to be the people that are the most, like the happiest individuals. You know what I mean? Like they're the ones that are always present with the kids. They're the ones that are just saying, hey, this is what the, you know, the man above gave me instead of me. Complaining and bitching about it. I'm just gonna play the cards that I've been dealt with and live life to its max. And instead of waiting for the good things to come, I'm gonna go work at and making sure that good things do come, rather than just sitting here waiting for it to come around. You know?
0: Yeah, I hear you, man. It's I think of it like a game of basketball in life, and or you can use any sport really. Put football in there, put whatever, anything that has a scoreboard at the end of the day, and we're all focused on the scoreboard. We think that's the point of the game. And look, don't get me wrong, you know, like in games of sport, etc., that's true. We want to win the game. In the game of life, though, it's like what does that scoreboard represent? And I think a lot of us are getting caught up where we're trying to, you know, look at that scoreboard, if that scoreboard isn't in our favor, then we tend to dial back, slow down, lower standards, get frustrated, get annoyed, and we're not playing our best game versus Looking at it through the lens of what if instead of, hey, let's focus on the scoreboard, we focus on the game itself and we fall in love with the game, right? And watch the scoreboard as it starts to shift, right? Depending on what you put up there as the scoreboard. And what I mean by this is that a lot of us get like really caught up in, hey, man, I don't have the best car that I've bought. I don't have the Lamborghini or the Ferrari. Therefore, I'm losing. I don't have the house by the beach. Therefore, I'm losing. I don't have the multi-million dollar business therefore I'm losing I don't have you know insert whatever it is therefore I'm losing and what happens when we think we're losing we dial back man like I've been on sporting teams and if we're playing a game of soccer and we're five nil down it's like oh well fuck you know what's the use why bother what's the point of trying yeah well like we're going to lose anyway let's not even bother playing and you have a, a crappy game you literally just waste Because you've got to stay on the field, you're just going to waste away the rest of that time. And I feel this is the challenge a lot of us have when it comes to life. It's like the game's going to keep being played, man. You might have 50 years up your sleeve. You might only have one year. You might only have a week. You might only have a day. But instead of going like, "Oh well, fuck," you know, what's the use of trying? What's the use of you know putting in the effort? It's like I always challenge myself. I'm like, why wouldn't you put in the effort? Why not fall in love with the process instead of the outcome?
1: Let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me play devil's advocate, right? Like, let's say I'm that guy that is, you know, hey, I don't have the white picket fence and the Lamborghini and, and you know, what Tom next door has. Like, that's the life I want. I don't have that yet. So why make the extra effort, you know, at work or with the kids at home where, you know, they don't really want to hang out with me because they would rather sort of play in their iPad or The wife doesn't really want to connect because, you know, she's tired and she's got stuff going on. Like, what's the point of me making effort? And I think a lot of guys get into that point. It's like, why should I make the extra effort if they don't want to make that effort? I'm just curious, like, what do you tell to that guy who's got that mind where he's got another 30, 40 years on earth?
0: Well, I look at it like this, man, like, because I was in the exact position I was in. That's where I found myself. Because like, well, what's the point? And so I had to ask myself the hard questions. It's like, what's the alternative? You just want to play half-assed? Like, I thought you were a player, Ben. I thought you were the guy who fucking gets in there. Like, this is the conversation I'm having. I thought you were the guy who fucking, you know, makes the best of it. You say when you're in your 20s, when you're in your teens, you're the go-getter, but now you're in your 30s and 40s. I don't have the energy, et cetera, anymore. I'm like, you're bullshitting yourself. The other point on this is like, as I said, well, what's the alternative? Do what you're doing right now. How's that working out for you? Feel like shit? Feel like crap? I know I could be doing more, but I'm not. And then the other thing is we think we've got another 40 years. So we go, oh, well, we've got all this time, etc. Dude, what if this is the last play you have? What if this week is it? What if today is it? What if you've got a month? All of a sudden, when I start looking at it, it shortens that timeline where it goes, oh, man, you know, I've got 40 years here to fucking piddle around and piss around. But it goes, well, man, what if you just had a week? Show me and then test yourself show me what it would look like to raise the intensity. Just do it for a week, Ben. Let's see what happens. That's literally where I started, man. I just started making that shift in myself, just going like, just put in the effort for that one thing. Let's see how it feels. And Where I started to change, like what it started to change in my mind and my perception and my attitude towards life was that all of a sudden I'm going, well, man, if you're going to do it, you may as well fucking do it properly. If you're going to have a go at it, You may as well give it a proper crack. And that's exactly what showed up with CrossFit over the past couple of weeks. It's like, man, if I'm getting up at 5 a.m., putting on my gym gear and going to CrossFit, why would I just kind of half fuck around in there? Like I'm already there. I might as well give it a run. And it's the same with marriage. It's like you go into marriage and you go, mate, you're already there. Give it a go. I've got kids. You've already got kids. Give it a fucking go, man. And what I found, like through this, right, through this whole process and through this whole line of thinking and attitude towards playing the game of life, is this when you focus on the progress, all of a sudden the excitement, energy, drive, ambition, confidence, fun, happiness, fulfillment starts to increase. And so instead of looking at, hey, man, I've got to get to this point and then I'll start, you know, playing the game. It's like, why don't we mark this is where we're at now. This is our base. And any bit we get above this, that's cream, man. That's progress. And that's the stuff that helps me. And so I put specific markers in place around this. Okay, well what would that look like in my marriage? What would that look like as a father? What would that look like in my health? You know, all the way down to, you know, like the way I feel, my energy, the way I look, the way I act, the way I show up. All these bits and pieces because I want to look at progress markers rather than how far I've got to go. I like to look and go, hey, man, three weeks ago, I couldn't even do a squat, right? Because of my arm. Today, this morning, I'm doing 120 kilo squats. Fucking no problem. Like I feel stronger than ever. So I'm like, man, that's great. So I now use that as momentum. I feel energized off the back of it to go into today and show up as my best and go into tomorrow. And I use these markers along the way. So that would be my response to the guys like, why? Fucking bother. The first question: What is your actual alternative here? Because whatever you're doing now is not working.
1: It's actually a couple of weeks ago. I played golf with a buddy of mine, and the first nine holes, he was shooting absolutely shit. Come around the tenth or the twelfth hole, he literally was like, and luckily we had separate carts. He literally was like, he had one bad shot off the tee, and was like, I'm done. I'm going home. I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, bro, we've only got a few more holes left. You've already paid for it. Right? We're a few we are a couple holes away from you know, we're a little bit farther away from the clubhouse. You're gonna have to make this entire trek anyway. Why not just play anyway? Like you already paid. Finish it up. Don't give up now. Yes, it might be shit. Yeah, what have you got to lose? Exactly. I mean, we're already here. Nobody else is behind us. It's not like you're holding people up. Who's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm having a terrible, like, who cares? We all have terrible days. We all are going to have moments where you are not going to necessarily play the quote unquote game that you want, but why quit now? And for me, like when I told him that, I go, look, it's up to you. I'm cool with playing by myself, but that's up to you if you want to give up. But you're already here. We could either sit here and bitch and complain, or you can just make the best of it. Oh, but I'm not, you know, my driver is not going really well. Well then Use another club. Got 14 other clubs in your bag. And like, and the crazy part was he just gave up. He completely just stopped playing golf. And like, when do you want to go again? He's like, I'm done for now. Go, how are you just going to give up like that if you have a bad day? And for me, I think that's what's worse was if you've got a kid and you're acting this way as a father, right? You're supposed to be the leader of the household. You're supposed to be the ones that are setting examples for your kids and how to be. But if this is how you're acting in the game of life, how are you actually setting them up? Yeah, you might set them up pretty good financially, right? If you're at that point, but most of us, if you're living this way and if you've got this mentality, most likely, even if they have a million bucks in a bank, that's all gonna go away because they're just gonna give up on things. And for me, like as a father of two daughters, that's scary. So true. And I think this is where a lot of guys really get
0: stuck. People, you know, and myself being there as well. It's like how you do one thing is is literally how you do everything. Like. This is his approach to life. And I think it's one of those things, you know, that I've trained myself on over the past decade is just, it's just keep showing up. It's just keep showing up, keep showing up. Even when the challenges hit, the frustrations there, it feels like the scoreboard is against you. I still hold the hope and the trust. And it's like, man, don't worry about the scoreboard. Just keep showing up. Put in the effort. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to your day- The day, like I draw a line here in front of me, right? Like, this is your day. This is the reckoning, the end. I'm yet to hear a story of someone who got there and went, Man, I'm pissed off. I fucking tried too hard because I never got what I wanted. Every single book I've ever read, interview I've ever heard, person I've ever spoken with, you know, who have met people or are on their deathbed, it's always, always, it's a hundred percent of the time. It's always something in regret for not doing more with what they had. I wish. And so I look at it like this. I think of it like using the analogy of of a game of poker, right? You've got your pool of chips in front of you. Think of that pool of chips though. Instead of money, it's time. Like that's what sits in front of us. Now, every round that goes on in poker, Texas Hold'em, you get your two cards and you got to put down an ante. You got to pay just to be in the game. You got to pay to play, right? So every round we're doing that. Now, if I play the game like we've talked about, some of these people who we've talked about here previously, it's like, well, man, I'm waiting for the pocket aces. Unless I get pocket aces and pocket kings, I don't play. So it's just chipping away at your ante. So think about time. Every day is going past, man. Now I'm not playing today. I'm not playing today. I'm not playing today. Time's just tipping away. At some point, man, you're going to run out. You're not going to have any chips. You're not going to have any time. Versus the guy who gets two seven off suit, just goes, Oh man, I'll give it a go. I'm going to play. River folds out. All of a sudden there's two sevens, you know, on the on the flop. He's got a triple seven sitting, you know, hitting there. He's, he's like he's in a good position. And he plays this game. And all of a sudden, he's the guy who wins, you know, versus the rest of the people. And he got a two seven off suit at the start. And I think this is what I'm trying to get at here is like, don't wait for the pocket aces to play the game. You don't know what tomorrow, next week, next month, next year will bring that one, will support you with the efforts and everything that you're putting in. But two, if you don't play it, you're still paying some level, which is time. Every day is a 24 chunk of time. You're given a hand today. You're going to play it or you're not going to play it. It's going to cost you 24 hours regardless out of your pool of however many hours there are. If you break it down into days, if you break it down into weeks, however you want to look at it. But the truth is, every day, every week, every month, every quarter, every year, you have the opportunity to play the game. You already fucking have to pay to be in it. You may as well fucking play it.
1: That's Ben been Solkell, and I'm Michael, and this has been another episode of the Rising Kings Podcast. Stay strong.
0: So brother, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. If you want to know more about Rising Kings, the methodology, the system, and how we do it, I highly recommend you register for one of our upcoming Rising Kings masterclasses. You can do this by heading to risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass.